Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus, pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Today, I have a wonderful guest, a great friend, and I know your heart is going to be touched when you hear her story. Her name is Lisa Burkhart Whirling. So glad to have you today. It's great to be on here, Rosalinda. Thanks. You are the founder of Pearls of Promise Ministry, and it helps women to overcome past and current dysfunction, and a nine-time award-winning author of 10 books a Bible study, including her most recent book, The Root That Never Died. You were a national sports reporter at HBO Sports at ESPN, and you're now the executive producer and co-host of the television and radio show Pop Talk, and it reaches over 180 countries and over 200 million people. And currently working on your doctorate, you are motivating me. You're giving me pause <laughs> to get my life it's together. too much. <laughs> so Lisa, you're doing a lot. It's true. I just feel like there's a season right now where God is just really calling out us women to be that voice, you know, for the lost. I agree so much. I think he's looking for women who are willing. You know, if you're willing, he's going to use you in powerful ways. I remember when I left television in 1999. That's a long time ago for many people. Uh, but I said I'd never go back. I, I just really had no desire to do television again. I've done that. I've been there. Um, it just really doesn't interest me in, in continuing. Well, guess what? You know, like 20 years later, he brings me back. So if we're willing, he can take all of this training that he's done in our lives and use it for his glory. And that, and so I, I went, I, I had to get a lot of confirmations, but now we're doing this show that has really been blessed by him. So I know it's of him. Well, Lisa, with all of these great accolades, nobody would ever think that you were born in a situation that you call instability. And I wanted you to just give me a little background of your childhood. Well, it, it wasn't easy. Uh, my father and my doctor father had, uh, uh, migrated down to San Antonio, Texas from uh, Chicago. He was an Air Force doctor. He decided to get out of the Air Force and established a private practice in San Antonio. Uh, he was also a competitive polo player. And so one day um, on the polo fields when he was competing against, you know, some of the you know, finest polo players from all, all around the world, my, my mother was there, my grandmother was there, other family members were there at the polo fields that day. He clutched his chest. He um, fell off his polo pony and uh, did not make it to the hospital. He died of a massive heart attack on that day at the age of 39. Can you imagine? Oh. My mother uh, was pregnant with me at the time, and I was born two months later. And, and unfortunately, there were a couple, uh, a couple of casualties that day. My half-sister was there, and, and I tried to have a relationship with her many years later, and she said it took years of counseling to overcome that day, she could not have a relationship with me or share memories of our father. And she ended up dying in 2012. So that, you know, that whole sister idea of having a sister relationship uh, died that day as well. And so then my mother never recovered from that. She struggled with uh, some emotional problems, mental illness. She drank for a while pretty heavily and she was on prescription meds and that kind of thing to regulate her 
uh, moods and emotions. And, um, and so I, I felt really unloved growing up, uh, except for my grandmother really loved me. I just want to say my aunt and there were other extended family members who took care of me, but my mother, you know, the one I was with a lot of the time I felt unloved. I, you know, I felt lonely. Uh, I was just me and her and, and she was pretty catatonic and, and she became my biggest fear, Rosalinda. So I grew up with this this really, really uh, big fear of being anything like my mother. And it, it led to a propensity to overachieve and do too much because all she did was sit around and I didn't want to be anything like her. So, but there's a happy ending to this. <laughs> wow. My heart just, you know, it's years ago, but I could just visualize what that must have looked like in your family's life that day. You know, Lisa, with no sure footing in your life, how did you finally find the stability you were looking for? Well, there are a couple of steps that happened with me. First of all, my freshman year in high school, a friend of mine with five minutes left to go in English class, her name was Leslie, she turned around um, and asked me if I wanted to pray a prayer to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. The teacher had finished the lesson for the day. She said, you guys can talk. And that is what she chose to do with her five minutes. And so I did. I prayed the prayer. I just thought, what else? You know, it's got to be better than what I'm dealing with at home. And so I prayed this prayer. And then they, they didn't stop at that. Her parents began to take me to church every Sunday. So I had this foundation that was establishing. And I was able to, to talk to her mother about things of the faith. But that made my mom look all the worse, unfortunately. And so I uh, went on to college with this um, thought that I would never look back. But sure enough, at the top of my television career, I lost two jobs in the same week, a national job and the regional sportscasting job. And I was reeling. I didn't know if I'd ever work in sportscasting again. And so I was um, I was angry with God, you know, even though I hadn't really been following him for about 17 years since that day, you know, where I accepted him and after, you know, I'd gone to church and uh, I just asked him why he would take my livelihood away from me. Why would he take my career away from me? And he didn't answer at first. And it took uh, about a few months. We had to move. We had to downsize. We had to do all these things. And I started going to church and I began to study the Bible for the first time really ever. And I began to pray about my life and pray about my career and pray about where God wanted to, to lead me. Uh, and um, it was in that time of prayer and uh, submission to God that he said, you know, I gave you a national platform to glorify me and you didn't do it. I had to take it away from you to get your attention. And so I that day, I just rededicated my life to Christ. I said, you know, if you give me another chance in my career, not only will I give you my career, but I'll give you my life. And one week later, I had a call from ESPN asking if I'd be interested in doing some freelance reporting. And so, of course, I took that job and I began doing that. But I ended up actually going back home to San Antonio. I had a, a call from my old job, my old news director, and he asked me if I'd come back and anchor down there again. And, and so I prayed about it and I felt like God wanted me to go there. But that's where my mother was. And in the end, um, all that stability that I experienced, I, you know, my life began to stabilize because I was starting to set my life on the foundation that Jesus Christ provides. He's a sure foundation. So once I was able to get stable in my own life, I had the fortitude and what it took to be able to go home where my mother was. And it was during that time that uh, I was able to forgive my mom. 
I began to honor my mother. She was by that time in a group home. She couldn't regulate her medication. And I also took my um, son, her grandson, to see her on a regular basis. And I provided for her needs. And God did a work in my heart because of the steady foundation that he gave me. And because I was not so fearful anymore of being like her. I knew who I was in Christ. And so I forgave my mom. And we had about a year and a half together. And it was beautiful. And I was by her side um, when she did pass away. Wow. You know, when we surrender our heart to the Lord, everything changes. All hope comes back. You know, I know that we're in a season right now in this world. My husband and I have actually had the COVID. You know, we, we've gone through this. There's just so much uncertainty. There's a feeling of instability in the world right now. If we bring it to current times, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, We've had a presidential election, and that has created unrest in many hearts of people. And then there's still the undercurrent of the racial unrest. You know, that hasn't gone away. And if we combine all of these three things, it really makes for just a shaky um, foundation, you know. And so, you know, with all of that in, in mind, what are some key ways, Lisa, that we can find and experience steadfastness in our own lives? And Rosalinda, I'm not going to tell you that I'm never shaky and that I'm never, you know, feel like I'm on quicksand or, you know, like, like I'm sinking. That's not true. But we, so we have to go back to that sure foundation. Um, this analogy came to my mind about when I used to play basketball. We used to do these horrible things called running lines. We'd start at the baseline and then we'd run up to the free throw line. Then we'd go back to the baseline. Then we'd go up to the half court. Then we'd go back to the baseline. And that reminded me of what we need to do as Christians. We need to go back to the baseline. We need to go back to the foundation. When we start to feel shaky, when we start to feel like we can't take it anymore, we have to go back to that foundation that's established in Jesus Christ. And if you don't have that foundation today and you're watching this program, you need to get it. You need to ask Jesus into your life, just as I did. You need to give him everything. And they're going to know you by the fruit because you've given him the reins of your life. And so what I do, sometimes, you know, I have a tendency, I'm high strung, I'm type A, and uh, sometimes I, I wake up a little anxious, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking it's still another day of COVID, right? And you probably have felt, you know, you've got, you've had it, you know, right. and so you understand. So you probably understand what it's like to start the day. Okay, today I'm going to just cling to you. I'm going to cling to you right. and to my sturdy foundation. So what I do is I wake up and I um, start with some worship. You know, any of the fear that I feel or any of the, the shakiness, the anxiety, the worry, any of that stuff, just it just melts off when I begin yes, to worship right. God because all that has no place in the presence of the Lord. Fear is not from Him. And so, uh, so what I do is I begin, and if I'm having a really bad morning, I do two, three, four songs until I, until I feel that, that peace that passes all understanding. And then I go into the word of God and he is so faithful uh, to give me encouragement. You know, there was a stretch like a week where the word was steadfast. It's like he knew that maybe I was struggling a little bit because it just never seems not ending. It's just continuing this COVID stuff, continuing, continuing. And so it's like he said, okay, I want you to be steadfast. And it's not just steadfast on your feet. It's steadfast in your heart. You know, God is sovereign. 
He's still the same God that he was when he created the world. And he wants us to cling to him when we don't feel like we're steadfast. And so I do that, I get in the word, and then I pray. I pray that the Lord will give me the strength that I in my own power do not have myself. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. My strength doesn't come uh, with myself. In fact, in Hebrew, I'm doing a word study on the, on the word strong. And what I've found by doing this word study on strong is that, yeah, strong is a word, but we can only really be strong with with God doing it through us. And it, right. Paul said, when I am weak, then he is strong. Amen. But, I so God... That. God is strong. Yeah. You know, Lisa, uh, today I, I sat in our Florida room. I was right here and I just began to look at the trees and look at nature. And I just began to sing songs and begin to worship. And you're right. The minute I started, I was making up my own songs and I thought <laughs> I'm going to write a hymn today. There and, you go. Um, I can sing, but I'm not that good of a songwriter, although I'm an author, but I just begin to make my own songs up. And my husband walked in the room and he just sat there and I just began to free worship before the Lord. And when I did, I literally felt healthier. I felt like the sickness was going away. And, you know, today you maybe you're watching and you're listening and you're going through some of this uncertainty. I want to encourage you to, uh, you know, erase those thoughts by replacing them with worship, erase the, the anxiety by lifting up the name of Jesus, because it does work, you know, and even to go to bed last night, my husband and I, we were, you know, just hearing a wonderful, wonderful story in the Bible. And until we got to the point where we just found rest and peace. And, you know, when it comes to steadfastness and you talked about uh, another word in Greek, you know, can you <laughs> on that word a little more for us? I know you're studying right now. Give us a little more insight on that. Yeah, I love language. I'm in Hebrew now and I've taken about a year of Greek, but I still like to look up the words because I think sometimes the English doesn't do the words justice, like the word steadfast in the Bible. So the, the, the Greek word is hedraios and it can mean immovable. It can mean, um, uh, morally fixed in purpose and in mind, well stationed, not given to fluctuation or moving off course. And there's some verses that uh, come to mind that use this Greek word. First Corinthians 15, 58 is one of those. It says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Yeah. Let nothing move you, not even COVID. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You know, sometimes I tell you what, I've just been dealing with this myself. When we are trying to do work for God, the enemy of our souls really wants to put a roadblock in our way. You probably experienced this, Rosalinda, because mm -hmm. you do such great work up there and all across the country. And so what happens, he's going to try to find the most vulnerable place that in you, what, whatever insecurity it is. And he is going to hammer that because he does not, he wants to move you off center. He wants to move you off that steadfastness. And when that happens, you got to, you've got to think, what do I have coming up? Oh, I've got to speak on Rosalinda's radio show. No wonder he That's is right. attacking me in this place where I am not so sure, not so sure-footed. So then you just have to take that thought captive and you have to, to, to have firmness and steadfastness of your mind, steadfastness of who you are in Jesus Christ and, and have that faith 
uh, in God to get you through whatever it is that you're facing. We just came out of a revival and we end up having uh, some of our leadership get sick. We were sick. You know, we don't know where it came from. Immediately, everybody wants to point to the church and, you know, but I mean, it could have been a gas station. It could have been anything, but we were already knowing in our mind, look, lives are going to be transformed. People are going to be set free. Uh, Marriages that were falling apart, God healed. I mean, we have already heard so many testimonies, people in depression, God had lifted out. And so who better to to attack than the pastors? And so, you know, my husband and I, we got hit with this, but you know what? It's funny. He does a prayer show every single morning called Walking in the Spirit sick or not, he has been on that screen. He says, I will not be defeated by this. Amen. And and we won't. We're not going to be defeated. We are going to get through this. But just because we got the illness, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not overcomers and that we're not going to be healed and that we're not going to, you know, go forward. And, yes. you know, does the enemy want to take you off? You said off center. I say off my track, right? Because when we're on the track, everything feels smooth. But you're right. There are moments that come, you know, and the enemy comes in and our weaknesses and are tired and, you know, even in well-doing, right? We can be so tired and and feel like we're unsteady, even in serving the Lord. You know, Lisa, you serve the Lord. And I think a lot of people might think um, because we are just constantly praying for others, bringing the word of God, that we don't get challenged personally. No, I think leaders get challenged more than other people, honestly, because the more difference that you're making for the Lord and the kingdom, the more the enemy is going to push back. That's why it's so important to have a prayer covering. And I don't care who is on, you know, listening. If you've got, uh, if you lead a small group, you want to have a prayer covering. So our ministry has a prayer team. That is the most important thing that I can think of that you can do. You want to have people covering cover you and to protect, you know, put a hedge of protection around you uh, so that the enemy doesn't penetrate uh, what you're doing. But he still does it because he he goes for the mind. I think it's Joyce Meyer that says the battlefield is in the mind. mind. And it's those thoughts, those spiraling thoughts that can happen that can really take us down. And they tried to take me down in this last week. Honestly, I've had a lot of things, you know, it's like a The attack has come on some of my own insecurities. And so finally, I started thinking, wait a second. You know, I thought, okay, I got this and I've got another thing. And I was supposed to speak on Pakistani, you know, to a Pakistani church. And so I started listing off some of these things that God had in store for me for this upcoming week. And I thought, that's it. So you begin to, what you do is you begin to rebuke the enemy. You say, you have no place here. You, yes. you cannot take me down. You are not wanted by the blood of Jesus. I command you to leave me alone. Leave Rosalinda's body alone. Leave her husband's body alone. Leave the church alone. And, and, and so when you're talking about that revival, what I, what I see is that you've got to focus on the, what God did at the revival. The enemy yes. wants you to focus yes, on the, what, what the sickness. Don't do that because it gives him uh, steam. It gives him uh, uh, strength. You just need to say, uh, you know, that is, you're, you're, you're trying to, to negate this. You're trying to uh, take away from what happened, but I will, I refuse to listen to that. That's right. Absolutely. I, I, you got me fired up here. <laughs> That's right. You're, and you're well in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> and you know, if you're listening today and, and whatever your challenge has been, if, if you've been going through something, I want, I want to take what Lisa's saying and what I 
feel in my spirit is just, we need to call it out and you have to recognize it's like, if there is a leak happening, you better, you got to find that and, and address the actual issue. And we have to address that the enemy wants to slide in. He wants to take us down. He wants to mess with our mind. He wants you to feel defeated. He wants you to feel like you have no purpose. Because when we have no purpose, you know, right. then we don't go forward in what God has assigned us. Everybody has been assigned something. Everybody has a part in, in bringing glory to God, and we're all a part of the mission. So we can't allow the enemy to come in and try to snuff out that that um, the calling that's in our life. It's easy to do, and, and I, I won't sit on a show, and, and you think, oh, these two great women of God, they never feel you know any type of challenge, but we do. But when we do, we address it with prayer, uh, rebuke the enemy, get him out of your home, get him out of your head. Don't allow him to camp out in your space. Listen, we have men and women that listen to this show. It's on charisma. They're in different spaces. They're going through different things. But all of us are dealing with a lot of instability. And I would love for you to pray that they can have peace in God. Father, I just thank you and praise you for all those who are listening right now. I know it's easy, oh Lord, to, to feel like you do not have stable footing. I've been there. So I pray for anyone listening, Father, that you will show them that you are their stable footing. You are their foundation, that what they have to do is just cling to you. When they seem to get uh, off track, as Rosalinda said, I pray that they will come back to you. This, You are the only stable ground. I, I think of uh, the song, On Christ." The solid ground I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, and it is. So, Father, I pray for everyone here. I pray against disease. I pray against uh, worry. I pray against fear in the name of Jesus. That is sinking sand. So, Father, please, uh, we just ask for your sure footing your strong foundation. Help us to have you as the cornerstone of our lives. When we get off track, help us to get back into your presence every morning, Father. Help us to stay connected to your word because that is where the truth lies and that is what we need to hold on to. So I pray this, Father. I thank you for how you're going to work in everyone's lives. It's in the name of Jesus. I pray this. Amen. 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 <laughs> well, we are just know that God is doing something great in your life, Lisa. I hope people will tune into your show. I know that lives of people are being changed. God has so much for you. And it's just been a joy to have you here with me today. And to all of our listeners, I just want you to remember that when you put your trust in God, he will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.